In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Well, what is your lens on life? Well, let me think about that. I try to have an encouraging and positive lens on life. And how about you? Well, we just did a training on Sunday uh, regarding conflict. Okay. And- wait, I got to interrupt you because we're talking about lenses on life and you're going into conflict right away. You're going to have to explain that one. I'm going to go the scenic route okay. because the reality, everyone has someone in their life who is annoying or critical. And, and- you're not looking at me, right? <laughs> not this day. <laughs> It is a challenge to see them, quote unquote, in a positive light. See, I, I, I made it there on well, the you're lens. Getting there. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to tie it in. Well, you know what? It really is true that how we perceive people is how we tend to treat them. And it has taken us several years to figure that out on, on really that people even, um, they get it when you're looking at them from a different lens or you're looking at them in, in that perspective. Like we, we go back um, just years of being on certain teams where one person who is highly critical consumes all of your time and energy and you find yourself paralyzed and in tension continuously as you try to move forward. You know, you will always get a negative reaction when that person is around because it, it causes you to kind of exude yes, those negative yes. vibes. Yeah. Instead of tackling solutions that you you know that can move you forward for your cause, you find yourself expending a lot of energy tackle, tackling the critical person. Well, and I know that when that happens for you, you have a very simplistic answer, and it is snip, snip. <laughs> after you've exhausted your resources, after you've spent a lot of time trying to develop and bring them along, then your answer is it's time to snip, snip. Snip, snip, delete, delete. Yes. <laughs> well, and maybe we shouldn't go so extreme sometimes, and maybe it's okay, but maybe that's where we put on our love glasses. And when we say love glasses, we're talking about looking at people through the eyes of love and not disdain or judgment or that are a critical eye. Well, welcome to Girlfriend at Radio. We are Patty and Lisa, and today we are putting on our love glasses, ready for a great show with Christian artist Becca Shea and comedian Carrie Pomerelli. Well, our first guest is pop artist Becca Shea, and her mission is releasing songs of freedom and revelation of God's love and pursuit of identities being restored back to Christ. I love that. Yes. And Becca has been singing and ministering at hundreds of churches and events across the nation since 2005. As an independent recording artist, her single, Here in This Moment, has had huge success. And today, Becca is a woman living out her artistic calling through her fifth album, 
destiny. Well, Becca says, to see yourself the way God sees you is the beginning of freedom. She lives this out in tangible ways through her work with ministries like Kids Alive, which is an organization that rescues abandoned and orphaned children, and the A21 campaign, which creates awareness and demands justice for victims of human trafficking, which is something that we're very passionate mm-hmm. about, too. Well, Becca, we want to welcome you this fine spring day to Girlfriend at Radio, and uh, we're just so excited to have you um, on our show and just to hear your heartbeat. How are you? I am so blessed. (laughs) I really am. Thank you so much for having me talking about my heart. Well, we we can't wait to hear all of your heart because you have such a fascinating story and it's a powerful story. And so we just want you to truly just kind of walk us through a little bit of, of your story and what has led to you truly living out your calling right now. Okay, um... Well, where do you want me to start? I have so much. <laughs> well, I, I love your um, how you say to see yourself the way God sees you is the beginning of freedom. And um, just talking about, you know, the love glasses today, uh, tell us a little bit about that, how you discovered that freedom in Christ. Well, you know, um, I just believe that one of the greatest strategies of the enemy is to just lie to us about who we are and who we were created to be because once, um, basically once we take a hold and believe anything that he says, we are like without, we, we have no, um, power. We have no purpose. We have no purpose, um, because we don't know what, what we have and who we are and what we can do. And, um, for me, that just what he did, that's what happened. That's what he did, that's what I did. He lied to me about everything that I am and who I was made to be, and I believed from the comment, you know, the things that he said, and I believed that I was, you know, just not good enough, not pretty enough, not smart enough, not, I mean, everything. And it just caused me to um, hate myself. Um, in a way, I... I, you know, I, I struggle because I loved God so much and I wanted to believe everything that God told me, but I also at the same time was struggling with, you know, believing all these stupid lies. And so I couldn't walk in the fullness. I couldn't walk in power and, um, in boldness or courage. I was very, very, very insecure and caused me to have anxiety, caused me to have depression, um, you know, because I was always feeling not good enough and, um, that was a really hard time in my life, and I really truly believe that, you know, for for us to be children, to be sons and daughters of God, we have to to find a place where we can sit and allow God to love us. And a lot of times, people, um, you know, they they declare and they confess the right things, but they're not really sitting long enough to receive it truly and get it deep in their hearts and believe it and. Um, so my my most important place is sitting and being still, <laughs> allowing God to pour into me and to receive all that um, He has to tell me and that He has to give me. And, you know, when I finally did that, it set me free because um, I entered into a place of, like, intimacy with the Lord that was 
beyond anything else that I've ever encountered or experienced, and that set me free. And I was able to see myself the way that he saw me. And being able to know that, you know, from God is different than hearing it from other people or, you know, trying to tell yourself. It's, it's, it's different when you hear it straight from him and his heart. And that can only happen when you sit long enough in his presence and you wait and you um, pursue his presence long enough. So um, for me, seeing yourself the way that God sees you is everything. I do believe it's the beginning of freedom because um, you will truly be able to, you know, um, have an open heart to and, and a willingness to receive all all the rest of the truths that he wants to give you because you've already found, you know, safety and security in his love first. And we can't we can't expect people to receive God's truth and walk in obedience if they haven't first experienced his love. And that's the most important thing. I mean, I have two little toddlers and I can't, you know, discipline them without, you know, they can't they can't accept that discipline without first knowing that I'm their mommy and I love them with all my heart and I will protect them and I will you know, I wanna teach them. So, um, that's the way God is with us and so it, it is the most important thing. I hope I wasn't so long with it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Becca, you said you said quite a few things there. I, I want to go back to um, just God's crazy love on how uh, through your deepest believing the lies of, you know, you, you said you were just felt so insecure. You hated yourself, which is, you know, such a strong word. And yet you see so many women, I mean, men as well, but most of our, our listeners are, you know, are females. And just to connect on that level that that you went, you experienced this and how God takes all the, all that pain and where you were wounded and he turns it around. And now you are using that and you're allowing God to work through you to use that very same pain for, for good. And that is what's so amazing when you see how God uses everything. And I know, um, I have two daughters who listen to your, your music and, that is where um, just showing them through your music just to, to be bold and that you are beautiful and to see yourself the way that God sees you. I just think that's so neat how he manages to, to do that because you're, you're talking and singing truly straight from your heart. And that kind of passion really, really comes through. But um, we have two minutes before we go into a commercial break. And the other thing you said that you'll never be able to understand how much he loves us unless you can be still. So for the female listeners out there, what what do you mean by that? Like being still, what did you do during that time? Um, it's, it's actually something I, I'm still learning and walking through now in a different, in a different level. But, um, you know, we, we work, like, we have to work at everything. Like, so, you know, a lot of times people will want to, you know, they'll come to the Lord. They'll come to know Him and, and the knowledge of Him, but then they begin to start working right away. And they work so much that they forget to sit. Like, they forget to get full again. Um, and for me, it's a matter of, you know, really, like, we have to labor interest. Like, we have to work. At resting, and um, that's such an important thing. And I can't even I can't even stress it enough because 
especially in my life, personally in the past, like, two, three years, it just went crazy, like, fast. Just everything just went super fast. And I was, I started to tour with more. I started to travel more. And then, of course, I had two toddlers at the same time. And, you know, and just everything was happening so fast. And I was busy. And, you know, it's one of those things where people would say, Becca, you need to slow down. You need to take, take a rest. And I would just kind of laugh. And I would think, ha, 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 easy for you to say, but I have to get this done. And I have to get this done. And who else is going to do it if I don't, you know, and I would just get overwhelmed with so much stuff. And, um, there's so many formulas in God's kingdom. I mean, just take, you know, tithing, for instance. It's like, you know, you, you hear people okay, that are like, well, I can't. We are going to a commercial break, and we will be right back. So hold that thought on tithing. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Information is power, the power to change your life. So be here for education to excellence. Some of the most valuable information you may ever receive will be shared with you 7 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night with Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Beichman. You'll benefit from insightful shows featuring guests that are proven experts in their field. Little-known facts on how to improve your health by making one very simple change in your morning routine. If you're a high school graduate or working adult and a bachelor's, master's, or doctorate degree from an accredited college would change your life, you won't want to miss this. Education to Excellence. Shift your career into high gear without ever attending a traditional college class. Learn investment strategies from proven experts who have a track record of helping normal individuals build abnormal wealth. Check out their website, education2excellence.com. Then join us for the show, Education to Excellence, with your host, Bruce Beichman. Tuesday nights at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on toginet.com. Get ready for Officer Radio. Every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Officer.com. It's powered by the worldwide resources of Officer.com and hosted by Editor-in-Chief of Officer.com and 30-year law enforcement veteran Frank Borelli. Officer.com is your source for the latest news, trends, and issues facing the law enforcement community, which change almost daily. New regulations, new things to know about that affect all in law enforcement. Join us each week as Officer Borelli and his guests examine, dissect, and discuss the issues facing our industry. Call in live and join the conversation to get your voice heard. For more law enforcement news and more about the show, go to officer.com. You can even find us on Facebook and Twitter. Then join us live every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on officer.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. And today we're talking about what lens are you looking at life through? And specifically, we're talking about we want to challenge you to put on some love glasses and look at life and look at people through the eyes of love and not 
sometimes our, our natural bend, which is in a critical way or a judgmental way. And our first guest is uh, Becca Shea, who's a Christian pop artist. And Becca is truly living out her calling. And, and Becca, when we left you, Patty was very excited about <laughs> holding that thought. And you were in the middle of explaining a story about tithing. So we just want to kind of pick back up with, um, with where we left off. <laughs> um, I was I was expressing how there's so many um, examples of, and formulas that we can learn from, you know, the, the God's way of doing things. And, you know, for instance, I would talk to somebody about tithing and they'll say, well, I can't afford that. You don't understand. I have to pay this bill and I have to pay this bill. And, you know, in God's kingdom, it, it's like there's certain things that you can't afford not to do and, and it, because it's for our benefit. And the same way with rest. Um, we can't afford not to rest. And, you know, I would argue with that sometimes because I'm going, I can't afford to rest because I, you know, I have this and this, I have to get all this stuff done. But um, truly, we can't gain, We it's like your cell phone. Once your cell phone turns off, <laughs> well, you got to plug that thing back in because it's not going to work until you charge it. And um, just like if we had to, you know, an empty glass, I can't pour anything in your glass with an empty glass. I have to first get full. So, the most important thing um, for us as, as women, as mothers, as you know, as working women, as you know, whatever we're doing, um, if we're if we're going to um, pour out anything, we have to be able to be willing to, um, you know, spend time with our source of strength and <laughs> of wisdom and knowledge. So. Well, you know what we, you know, you're talking about the whole thing of rest, and and we do need rest because so. So much of life is very tiring. I mean, being a mom and living out your calling can be totally exhausting. And sometimes when you're in the middle of doing your, you know, your, your job, your work, your calling, your career, you just go, is it really worth it? Do I really make a difference? I know Patty and I look at each other sometimes going, does this really make a difference? All this time and energy and you're exhausted. And sometimes we, we hear the results and sometimes you don't. But we just want to share with you that we were just recently speaking at a retreat. And um, there were these two, like, just neat women that were two girlfriends that we, Patty and I kind of latched on to because they were cooler, almost cooler than we they were almost cooler than we and they were sitting next to us and to make a long story short we were they were giving us nail polish as a gift it was just a fun thing but this one gal Misty um, she said I have to tell you that this nail polish represents a song by Becca Shea and it's your um, and I'm going to mess it up but it means to oh, like girl. <laughs> yes, has fuck, whatever. And um, she goes, this is what that represents to me. She explained it to me. And Misty and I had a moment there. It was really, really powerful. And then she went and put, she had your song on her iPod and played it for the entire retreat. And so we listened oh to your music. And so we just want you to know that you made an impact. You've made an impact in women's lives. We shared it at a retreat. And now we have Misty on the line who just wants to say a couple words to you because you have solely impacted her life. So Misty, oh, welcome. Wow. I, I am here, and I just want to thank you. Your music um, speaks beautiful words in, into people's lives, and you build us up in Christ's love. And I just want to thank you for being such an inspiration. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> and we're having another moment. I'm yeah. having girl moments because you're allowed to have girl moments on girl radio, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And wow. that's what it's all about. Misty, you surprised us. I didn't know you were going to be calling in. So this is awesome. <laughs> that's well, a good blessing. You know, that's like, that's my reward is when um, 
I get to hear, you know, just how God has used the music. And, you know, all we can do um, is just be faithful. Like, sometimes we don't see it. We don't know how it's going to make a difference. And it feels, you know, I feel small or insignificant a lot a lot of times. And, um, you know, but it's a matter of doing it for the Lord and just trusting that He's going to do it. And so when you guys take time to tell me, you have no idea how much it blesses me because it's my reward. You know, it's like, it's just um, such a blessing to me. So thank you. Well, sadly, we thank don't you. we don't express that to each other and to people enough. We just take people for granted in ministries. And we think, well, that's what they do. And they know that they do that effectively. And um, so it is good. And we I appreciate, like, Misty coming on and being able to say, because I know that you have totally impacted Misty's life and heart. And it was so evident when she shared that song um, that weekend up at the retreat. So it is cool for people just to, to validate each other to going, you're how God is using you and how you're allowing God to use you it does make a difference. And just going back to this whole thing of calling, because you truly are living out your artistic calling. God gave you a, a voice and the gift of song, and he did not give that to Patty or myself. And we're waiting <laughs> for that when we get to heaven. So we're a little jealous of that, but we're okay with that and in a good way. So, But we've found that so many times we have this misperception that when you're living out your calling, that it's going to be effortless, it's going to be easy, it's going to be energizing all the time because you're living your calling. And can you just explain, because you kind of did a little bit about the whole resting thing, but when you say yes to God and you say yes to his calling and you know this is what he's put in your heart and this is what he's calling you to do and this is where you need to be obedient, but it's not always an easy road. Can you just kind of explain that to women out there that are going, I want to pursue my calling or I'm living in it. And why doesn't it feel good all the time? Um, yeah, it is. Um, it's, it is a easy thing to walk with the Lord as far as saying yes. Um, but there's a lot of times that you're going to encounter being lonely because um, when you say yes to God, it seems like for me, it seems like a lot of times I have to, walk away from what the majority is, like, saying is the right or the, the you know, the certain way to do it. And um, and so that part is, is really the only part for me that I, you know, I encounter a lot that's difficult. Because other than that, I think the peace and the joy and the freedom makes up for all of that hard part. Um, my husband and I, we walk in such peace and joy and this freedom that's like, you know, we wake up in the morning and we're, and we're happy because we're doing what we love and we love what we're doing. And um, we don't have anything holding us back except, you know, God is just like walking before us. And that is so priceless. And that is so worth being lonely sometimes. Um, but that would be the main thing um, besides, you know, making sure that you don't get too caught up in working, that you don't you replace, you know, working for the Lord than being with the Lord. Um, those are the two things, really. It does it does seem to be lonely. I mean, even in, you know, walking in my calling, walking in, you know, a godly path, there's a lot of people that are so-called walking, you know, in the godly path, but they're still trying to please the majority um, over pleasing God. And, you know, that's something that is, you know, you just have to be willing to uh, to give up. Well, and you know, you keep um, using the word lonely. And I think to a lot of people going, okay, you're Becca Shea, this, you know, t- 
talented, popular Christian artist that's on stages in front of thousands of people all the time. Lonely would not be a word I would put in your vocabulary. And yet, how can I know that just from doing ministry and my husband's in ministry and we, our family members are in ministry and a common word that is said is lonely. I'm lonely. Um, and lonely, not in a, a devastating bad way, but it is lonely because not everybody understands your calling, understands what it takes to live out your calling and the sacrifices. And sometimes it takes time away and it's inconvenient. And so it's hard, I think, lonely in the way of people don't always understand what's going on. And so I love that you're just transparent with saying it's lonely sometimes. And I can only imagine being on the road a lot, what, what you do. Um, it, it is. It's, it's like, you know, how, so how do you fill that, that love cup <laughs> of, of friendships and connections? Well, you know, it's not, um, let me explain. It's not lonely as far as like people being around or having friends or having loved ones. That's not the lonely I'm talking about. Um, it's more of the lonely in the sense of, um, your, I, your, your decisions and choices and ideas and, um, your, like you said, the best word, understand. It feels lonely in the fact that, that, you know, not, Every, everyone understands what you're choosing or deciding to do, um, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. yes. we, we, have, we have lots of friends and we have lots of um, people. It, it's not lonely in the sense of, you know, somebody, someone being around. But sometimes you can be in a group of people and they don't understand, you know, um, why you're choosing to be um, you know, uh, not do a certain thing a certain way like everybody else, that type of lonely. So, you you know, you you stand out. You're sort of set apart um, in certain things. Like if you take a holiday or something and I choose, you know, um, I mean, it's you know, there's just certain things that you would just not do or that you, you don't really want to go to that movie that everybody thinks, you know, is going to be so great and, you know, and then you just don't want to, and it, you feel like outcast. You feel set apart. You feel lonely in that moment because you don't want to ever, you know, cause anybody else to feel bad for going. Yes, yes. <laughs> but because you well, don't want to, you're set apart or you're lonely in that sense. So that's what yes. I mean. I hope that kind of explains it. Well, we have one minute left before we go into a commercial, and. Becca, if you could just leave with this one song that has really had an impact on you, what would that song of, be? Of yours. Of my own? Yeah, of your own. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I, I honestly do write every single song from my heart, and the Holy Spirit helps me. So I have so many great things in each of them. Um, uh, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind right now, I mean, all of them, like, all of them have something special, but for some reason right now I'm thinking about um, this song, Are You Ready? Because when we first started to create the CD, Destiny, um, I was walking around the house and I felt like the Lord was screaming. Well, Becca, we want to thank you for being on Girlfriend at Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Carrie Pomerelli.
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it Radio right after these. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Ministry is filled with both highs and lows, victories and struggles. It can be the best job of the world, but it can also be the hardest. Where do you find the balance between serving God and the joy of truly knowing Him? Wellspring, Tending the Heart of Ministry with Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central. Join us each week as pastor's wife, best-selling author, and host Joanna Weaver interviews women who serve God from the heart, both those who are well-known and those who minister in less visible ways. You'll discover tools for the ministry, but more importantly, you'll learn how to give God access to the deep places in your heart. For ministry is more than what we just do in public. It is who we are in private. Wellspring is here to inspire you to look into your heart of hearts and invest in the place ministry truly begins. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So join us for an hour that just might change your life. It's Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry with host Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. We've been having a blast talking with Becca Shea, and now we are going into our very, 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 very fun friend, Carrie Pomarelli, and we are ready to have some silly and significant times with our next guest. Um, You know, she says she's a good girl, um, but I don't know. That might be questionable, but that's what she says. (laughs) Uh, You may have seen her acting on television and film, doing her stand-up act in clubs or churches, or maybe you've seen her on The Tonight Show, Comedy Central, Lifetime, Fox, ABC. She she gets around. And remember, she's a good girl. Um, But she's also available for parties. Today, we are having a girlfriend party with Carrie on Girlfriend at Radio, and we get to actually spend the entire weekend with Carrie because she's going up to speak at our retreat for Central Christians. So we're very excited for that. Um, Carrie, we know you look at life through love glasses and definitely a different lens. Um, You believe that spanks are from Satan and sprinkled cupcakes are from God. So uh, (laughs) we don't need to say any more, but welcome to Girlfriend at Radio. 
Okay, girls, listen, if I'm not a good girl, I'm just going to say it takes one to know one. Okay, ladies, let's just call it what it is. I want all the fans listening out there to be, you know, I don't know what you guys say in your radio show every time when I'm not on it, but let, who are we kidding? I know you guys, all right? Well, did you note sarcasm in our voice when we say, and Carrie yeah, is a yeah, good exactly. girl. All I'm saying is we're going to get crazy this weekend. We're going to stay up past 930. It's going to get nuts. <laughs> there might be some running with scissors. We might be having some salad with champagne dressing. I don't know. I'm bringing I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I think they put us all in the all-nighter cabin. I'm not sure. I, so. I, I'm so, well, so listen, this is what happened to me last week. I posted on Facebook. I said, I just went bikini shopping, and now I'm in the Target parking lot weeping and drinking Coca-Cola and binging on baby crackers. And the problem is when you put that on Facebook, you forget that your ex-boyfriend's wife reads your post. And my ex-boyfriend's wife happens to be a bikini model slash professional cheerleader. No, I'm not kidding. And her name is Carrie. And she's like, let me send you some skinny girl wraps. And I'm like, what is that? She's like, well, Todd and I, we wrap ourselves at night with these detox wraps. And I'm going to send them so you and Ron can do that before your vacation. And so Ron was like, let's send her a picture of us wrapping each other eating Twinkies. <laughs> Remember, she they're is like that skinny, they're the skinny wife. couple that like goes yachting. You know, they're like, that's what we're doing for Valentine's Day. And Ron's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm taking Carrie to Redbox and I'm going to let her pick out any movie she wants, okay? <laughs> okay, so this we have to go life, back. Okay? We have to go back to the skinny girl rap. What is a skinny girl? I have to it's tell you, of, I used to work it's a piece at a of plastic gym. Wrap. It is a piece of cellophane that you wrap yourself so you can't breathe, and then you're supposed to sleep in it. It's supposed to suck out. No, don't think I'm not going to do it, because you know I am, girls. I'm going to Hawaii <laughs> Tuesday. And, uh, is it, is and it sucking I've out also, your toxins? Uh, what? Is, is it sucking out the fat or sucking out the toxins? <laughs> like toxins that masquerade as fat. Whatever. I don't know. I'm from L.A. You would think I would know more. Um, it's like a piece of cellophane with supposedly magic potion. Now, you know if it works, I'll be selling them myself. But I don't know. <laughs> I have to tell you, I used to work at um, in high school. It was called Slinderella, and we used to do that to the women that would come in. We would oh, really? wrap them in this, you know, magic potion, and then you would, you know, put the cellophane stuff on them, and they would Did lay on work? a table, and the table would jiggle, and they would lay on there for an hour, and apparently they would sweat or do whatever, but they would come back for years well, you and pay all this money. Do you remember your grandma? My grandma had that machine. It looked like a treadmill, but it was a belt around your waist, and you stand yes. there, and it just shakes your waist. Yes. Those are back, by the way. Those machines Wasn't are back. not that fantastic? Like, yeah. <laughs> I want a picture. You know, you know the movie, The, the Fighter? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, what, what is his name? Mark? Mark Wahlberg. Yes, he had to lose all this weight. They actually, that was one of the machines. Um, it's, it doesn't have a belt. You just stand on it, and it, it just shakes the fat off. But you can only do it for 10 minutes, so it must really shake up the toxins enough that and you have to drink a lot of water. I avoid working out. Anything. Like, I'm totally yes. open. Yes. It, it, it's quite a few thousand dollars to have one, but well worth it. It only it, takes sure. 10 minutes. I'm all over that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I love want it. instant gratification on that workout and the toxin <laughs> detox. <laughs> well, Carrie, we are, we are excited to have you come share. Cause you've just been speaking all over in your heartbeat. And we know that just, um, the source of comedy in your life is, it's a lot of times your family, 
and just just when you travel around how do you how do you maintain your sense of humor all the time um i take a lot of uh drugs because i live in hollywood <laughs> and i think prozac is highly underrated uh <laughs> no, you know what? I think that the, the funny thing is, is my friend is a comedian. He said, people say funny things and comedians say things funny. So I think that we all have the gift of saying, oh, this is funny that happened to me. And then I'm a comedian, so I have a little more of a twisted take on it. But I really feel like that's one of the reasons I'm still married. Because if I didn't be able to laugh at my husband, one of us would be in prison, really. <laughs> so we laugh a lot about stuff that you think there's no way you're going to laugh about that. But even 24 hours later or, you know, like literally, okay, so my husband and I were in an argument yesterday. I know, shocking. And um, <laughs> he was pouting in another room. Like he did that like caveman thing where he just like, I'm mad. You, know, you unload the groceries. I'm like, okay, mature, you know. So <laughs> we were being so mature. I literally went up and he was walking by me and I, I punched him in the stomach. And he goes, what? And I was like, well, can't we just hug this out like guys? Like, I'll just hit you and you hit me and then we'll be, you know, we're good. And he just burst out laughing. But sometimes we just do like ridiculous stuff. You know what I mean? That is definitely the way. I always do those nipple twisters on my husband when I'm mad. And then then we laugh about it and we can move on. But I have to tell you, Carrie, one time Lisa and I, we were actually doing prison ministry. And the, um, the speaker was talking about how they have this marriage counseling for as you get out of prison, you can kind of learn how to cope with your spouse again, you know, after being right, gone right. a while. And, and she was sitting there and she goes, wow, I, my husband so needed that, you know, that would have been awesome for him. And, um, you know, they were talking saying, well, you know, you, your husband can go to this. You guys you can, can do this. Him. Yeah. And she goes, I can't. And they said, why? She goes, I already killed him. <laughs> Oh my gosh! She was not that was not a joke. She I was mean, in there because she did kill her husband, and she wished yeah. she would have known these tactics before because she might not have, you know, well, done away you with know, them. So that's why that is taking your marital ministry. issues to the extreme, which we do not well, recommend at all. So, well, don't tell me there's not a wife out there that hasn't thought about it. Even Billy Graham's wife is like, we've never talked about divorce, but murders come up several times in our marriage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And you you know what? It's so true. You do have to laugh so many times because laughter so diffuses situations that could be have the potential for being, you know, highly intense and creating casualties. Um, and it, you do have to laugh a lot. And it is a it is a it's therapeutic. I, I think there would be less divorce and less um, issues, less people in prison if we learned how to laugh rather than taking it and putting it into anger and bitterness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we take things way too seriously. Well, Ron and I just went to um, a marriage conference for four days, and it was an intense, intense marriage conference, 12 hours a day, right? And the problem is, is you should not put Ron and I in the back row of a marriage conference, because this couple is, like, pouring their hearts out, talking, and Ron and I are sitting in the back row, like the two judges from the Muppets, you know, like, making comments, like those two old judges that sit up in the balcony. (laughs) <laughs> and um, I think our marriage was strengthened just because we were laughing at everybody else's issue. Like, we were commenting on everyone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you were the peanut gallery, right? We walked away going, you know, we're really not so bad. We're better than all them. And I think that's what a good marriage is. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the comparison game, right? It's just we're Christian, and we like to judge people. Um, yeah, <laughs> so basically, yes. <laughs> how did how did you know when did you realize you had this gift for for making people laugh and how did you go you know what i think i'm going to make a living with this i think it's going to be my calling um 
Well, first of all, I was probably the kid that was picked on in the playground because everyone's like, "Did you? were you really funny as a kid? I'm like, I don't necessarily know that I was funny. I think I was a lot like my four-year-old daughter who, um, like, she goes to acting class, and then they play Wizard of Oz, and she's like, I'll be playing Dorothy, and I'm changing her name to Betty. Like, no one asks her to be Dorothy. She just decides that she's going to be Dorothy. And I think that was always me as a kid. Like, I needed severe attention. Um, and then I really think the comedy came later in my 20s when I was out in Hollywood, and my, this is a true story, my agent's like, do you want to um, audition for this HBO movie? It's a topless scene. And I'm like, I would never do that. And this is back, like, late 90s. He goes, but listen, it's with Charlie Sheen, and you really want to do this. <laughs> so I think having enough of those experiences where I was like, I, the scripts are so compromising, um, that's when I came to a place of God showed me, well, you could do stand-up comedy and write your own material. I'm like, yeah, I'd go to Africa first. But um, I obeyed what I felt like I heard, which was an insane idea. That was never what I wanted to do. And when I did it, I kind of got the bug. And um, like Richard Pryor says, the stand-up was a bigger rush than heroin. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. A lot of comics will say that. And it was a huge rush. You either love it or you hate it. And mm -hmm. I found my calling. And within, I quit my day job. Within nine months from then, I was making a full-time living doing stand-up comedy. And if you ask any comedian, that's like the ultimate dream that takes people 10 years. And But when God is in it, you know, you have favor. Yes, absolutely. When God is in it, I love that. You have favor. Um, and so you, you went ahead and you started going that route as a comedian. Did you find yourself in compromising positions quite um, often? Not really. Not really, because as a comedian, you, you call the shots. And the way that I started out doing comedy in the clubs is I was the Christian girl that always had Jewish boyfriends and always, always trying to convert them in my act. I was like, have some ham, you know, the food's better. Um, and so I was known. They thought it was a character. Some people were like, I really like that Christian character girl that you do. But um, so when you set the bar, like my husband is a comedian as well, his comedian friends would hold him accountable. If he was ever out and he, like, was, I don't know, swearing or doing something, he said his club comics would be like, uh-uh, Christian, you can't, you know, you can't do that. So I never really found it compromising. I found I got a lot of opposition from both sides. Like, I was in bars, and I had, you know, well-meaning Christians going, what are you doing in a bar? Jesus would wait outside. And I would look at them, and I'd be like, look, lady, I'm not on the bar. I'm in the bar, okay? Like, this is where God wants me. And um, I felt like there was a lot of ministry opportunities. I've seen people come to the Lord that I met through comedy. Well, Carrie, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to continue with your antics and your all your you know whims and, and everything. And we are talking about putting on a new lens and seeing life. And thank you for showing us that lens of comedy, and that laughter really is um, a great dose of medicine. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Girlfriend at Radio. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Wondering how to market, where to invest, where to advertise, where to find the right advice, or what to do about taxes? Doing business today is a complex venture, and that's where all biz talk comes in. All Biz Talk helps businesses and individuals find the right path to their success and learn more about the ideas, products, and services used by today's top professionals. 
Success leaves clues. So if you want to be successful, it's always best to listen to the people who have already been where you want to be. Our hosts are unbiased and will ask the hard questions, taking your calls to help connect you with the right professionals, people who can help you get a better handle on your personal and business choices. All Biz Talk is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. Join All Biz Talk Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central at allbiztalk.com. Whether you're four and a half or 100, you can retrain your brain. Learning RX, the radio show, is on toginet.com Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time with Martin Kruger. Learning RX programs are quick, they're efficient, they're life changing, and they're permanent. Unlike tutoring, cognitive skills training or brain training targets the root issue causing learning struggles. Time and money spent on chronic tutoring is a clear signal of cognitive skill deficiency. That's where Learning RX comes in. Call today, 903 617 6899. 903 617 6899. Then join us for the show here every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. And take advantage of the power it holds to improve your life. There are so many brain training issues that Learning RX can help you with. It's not a product, it's an experience. So join us for Learning RX, the radio show with Martin Kruger. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are back with Girlfriended Radio, and we are talking with our guest, comedian Carrie Pomerelli. And Carrie, earlier in the show, we were talking about conflict and those people that are in your life. Um, that are just annoying, and as a Christian, you try to put on your love glasses and look at them from a different perspective. Look at them the way that Jesus would like for us to look at them, the way he sees them. But how do you deal with those people in your life? Um, I I buy them that T-shirt. It's a really special shirt. It says, Jesus loves you, but everybody else thinks you're a jerk. And I think... um, So we just buy T-shirts. Is that what you said? Yeah, everyone else thinks you're a jerk. Um, I think speaking the truth in love is really important. Uh, you know, we women, we hate confrontation. You're either one of those, like, people-pleaser women that you hate confrontation, and then, like, somebody bugs you, and then you go back to eighth grade, and you have to call, like, 14 of your best friends and tell them exactly what they did. And, you know, um, you're like, I just need you, I need you to know how to pray. I just need you to know how to pray. So this is what happened, you know. Uh, I think that we need to really, like, check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel that uh, if we engage with the devil, my friend said, the devil is only going to sell you what you're going to buy. So Mm -hmm. if somebody's pushing buttons in you, you got to look at yourself and go, what is it that's making me so mad? Like, why can't I just walk away from this? Why can't I realize that Jesus was, like, literally crucified on a cross? They had killed him, and he was like, forgive them, Father. Why can I not do that? And so if we go to ourselves first, don't you think it's better? Or you could take, you know, the route of calling 14 of your friends and relaying the whole thing. And if I get really <laughs> desperate, this is what I'll do. I'll relay the situation and I won't use their name because I feel somehow that I'm more Christian if I can tell the story to somebody and not use their name so it's not gossip. So, um, 
That's You're my very plan. mature. <laughs> very, oh, I am completely. I'm like, you don't know her. Her name rhymes with Waddy. But um, <laughs> I'm just going to say. Give me a thought. Me, give me a moment to think about that one. Okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> So, okay, so we're, we should not go to 14 of our closest friends. Is that what you're saying? That's wrong? Well, you know what? Like, I think we need to connect, but I, I really had a big, huge problem with gossip. I mean, like, let's call it what it was. I'm a comedian, so I love a good story. And when I first really, really came to the Lord and I was, like, you know, asking him in my when I was really getting close with him for real, and I did that scary thing where I actually asked him what I needed to work on, like, that was the first thing that he was like, Carrie, really? You know, you've got to you got to check yourself. So for me, it's been um, a personal struggle to not engage that. I think it's you know, ten years later, I'm getting better at it. But uh, yeah, you got to. I, I think um, I think that you got to really listen to yourself. Like, why are you really telling your friend the story that happened? Because you need the validation that you were right. Or are you telling them because you really want advice? You know what I mean? Well, and that that's the whole thing because you do have a tendency. Um, it really is a heart check, like you said, because there are times when, you know, Lisa and I will look at each other and I know Lisa is a safe place to go to, or we, you know, you have other girlfriends where it's just yeah. a safe place where you really do want advice. It's like, I need to know what to do yeah, in this situation. Absolutely. And you know, when it's a difference of, I you wanna, know when your own motives are crossing yes. the line, when you want to throw this person under the bus and you want everybody to see her from the perspective that you see her or him and you are just trashing them versus I need help here. I don't know what to do. And with you know what? Um, you know what we, we don't realize you guys is so much of this is spiritual. Like I, I did learn about this at this retreat. I was at like, everything is very, very spiritual. There are actually spirits that come like a spirit of accusation can literally come and like get on you. Satan will bring that to you. And if you realize this is what's happening right now, you know, my friend didn't mean to do this to me. She did something that really hurt me, but her heart, but I have a spirit of accusation. I learned this like exercise. There was like a one, two, three, where I said, okay, spirit of accusation. I tell you to leave me. God, what do you want to give me instead of a spirit of accusation? And I listen. I'm like, God, what do you want to give me? Do you want to give me a spirit of love for her? And to realize that I'm under attack in that very moment because Satan mm-hmm. wants me to sin. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, ab- absolutely. And, you know, otherwise you're, you are, you're just feeding that spirit. If you're not making that decision right then to know mm-hmm. and to have a pure heart and to, to do that checkup then and to put on your love glasses, then you really are just entertaining all the other the mm-hmm. evil things that can take place and you can start spiraling out of control. Well, and as we know, we have wild imaginations as women mm-hmm. and our imaginations take us down roads that are more destructive than reality. Mm-hmm. And we, and then we tend to play those out what our minds imagine. Don't we? Oh, yeah. It's like the gift and the curse at the same time of being a woman. Mm-hmm. 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 Haven't we already like, have you already gone to worst case scenario? You've already lived it. You've already experienced it in three seconds. Like you're already sweating from what's the worst thing that's going to happen, and you haven't even opened your mouth yet. Exactly. We totally entertain those thoughts and bring those in. And it's like you have to start realizing, going, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa time out, stop. I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going to go down a path that I don't need to go down. But we do. We visit and we travel those paths so often as women. And, and then the we problem is, is I speak them out. 
we got to mm-hmm. learn how to not speak them out because I really believe that that's one of my things where I'll be like, Carrie, like you just lived the world. We haven't even, you know, gone to the doctor yet or whatever that thing. And you already have leprosy. Like, how did you get leprosy? You know? <laughs> well, don't come near us. I will tell you my, lep- <laughs> my leprosy story. I had to go to the, um, I had to go to the emergency room um, a couple times when I was first married because I had some allergic reactions, which is very scary, to some antibiotics. And it was a very scary time for me because I had to go to the ER two times for allergic reactions, and they were skin reactions. And I came home from the ER one Saturday morning, and they gave me some Benadryl and, you know, calmed my system down and everything, and I was freaking out. And all of a sudden, I looked down, and we had gotten a snack. We had gotten some bagels, and we are just sitting in my living room. And I looked down, and my hands started peeling like leprosy. Like, like it was so mm-hmm. scary. Within five seconds, my whole hands white, you know, just completely white. I start freaking out. I run out the door to go back to the ER, right? And Ron is like, Carrie, Carrie, I'm like, this is so bad. I mean, this is so, I had gone on the internet because that's the best thing to do when you're sick oh, is go on the internet. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I knew it was leprosy. I knew I was getting leprosy. My hand was going to fall off. So we're in the hallway and he takes my finger and he literally licks my finger and he goes, Carrie, do you think this could possibly be the cream cheese from the bagel? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I just, I just healed you with my mouth. I just healed your leprosy. You know, Jesus fit. And um, that's a perfect example of maybe we stop and check ourselves for a second. Yes. I didn't know Ron was a healer, though. That's really Yeah, cool. he's very anointed with food. Yeah, he's got a big food anointing. <laughs> but, yes, that is so true. Sometimes if we just look at it from that the reality lens rather than letting our imaginations go crazy. Well, what would be a tip then if you are dealing with conflict and you're listening on the show, what would you say to someone right now? Because it, it literally from the time you wake up in the morning, it consumes you and you, you let it, you know, just entertain you throughout the entire day. And you can't even stay on task because you're sick about this conflict that's taking place. I totally get it because we're all there. I think that, um, Learning to do that spiritual checklist, which is, you know, the one, two, three, what's this? Okay, what's the spirit behind this? Is it anger? Is it bitterness? Is it resentment? Like, what am I, what's this, what's the emotion and what's the spirit? Okay, so if it's, I'm, then you pray specifically against the resentment. Like, Lord, I want to get rid of this resentment thing that's plaguing me. Satan, get away, like, get away from me. And what can I replace it with? And if you have to do that 10 times, it must flee. I mean, that's biblical. It says, speak to the devil, tell the devil to flee, and he must flee. And if we can be more aware that it's Satan that's doing things to us than people, mm-hmm. we win the battle because Satan wants us to hate each other, but really we need to be righteously angry at him. Well, it really does go back to to considering the source, which we know the source is is the enemy that manifests and uses people. And sometimes he uses other believers, you know, and and gets into and and that's what's really hard. And it is really hard deciphering and going down to the core of really what is the real issue here and not taking it out on people, but just trying to understand the situation, understand the other point of view and, and really putting on a different lens to look at the situation. And also, you know, a lot of us have, a lot of us women, we have like the victim complex, you know, somewhere that started somewhere in our childhood where we, 
you know, didn't get to sit at the right lunch table. I mean, let's be serious about that. A lot of us still struggle with that victim thing of, and maybe even in a more serious note, maybe somebody had some really, really tough experiences that have made them feel victimized, and the enemy wants you to feel like a victim for the rest of your life. So you're going to look through those glasses, through those victim glasses, instead of looking through your victory glasses. You know, like that is not my destiny anymore. That is what the enemy wants me to believe, but that was a long time ago, and that's not who I am today. I love that. The victim glasses. You have to remove the victim glasses and put on the victory glasses. That That is awesome because you're right. We all come to the table with those formative years of what took place back in, you know, history, and we still want to hold on to that baggage, and we all come, you know, to the table with looking at things through a different lens. And if we just really start praying, okay, no more. I'm not going to let the enemy win here. I'm going to take the freedom that I have in Christ and be able to put on my victory glasses. And also another good thing is to always blame our mothers because I really feel like that's why God gave them to us. And I blame the fact that my mother didn't breastfeed me on all of our problems. (laughs) So I think that there's always something we can think to blame our mothers about, and I'm sure that my daughter will, uh, you know, take the tradition to the next generation. And uh, I think that's really healthy because then we just don't have to deal with our problems. <laughs> or my husband and I used to always tell our kids, if someday you're in therapy because of something we did or didn't do, yeah. we're just going to say, oops, sorry. So <laughs> yeah, I just want to let, let you know that now. Yeah, yeah, bummer for you. Yeah. So <laughs> Here, Here's some money to help pay for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, exactly. <laughs> Well, the problem is, is that I have a career base and I'm blaming my mother for things. So she gets <laughs> mad at me when I, when I talk about her and she's like, first of all, we are not dysfunctional. We are still married. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, thank you for the disclaimer and that huge change. You know? Well, Carrie, we have got to go. We want to thank you again for being our guest and helping us to see the lens of humor and life. And we can't wait to spend the weekend with you. You've been listening Woo! to Under radio. This is Patty and Lisa. Have a great day and look at life with your love glasses. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the 